Welcome to the Oxford Business Podcast of the Oxford Business Community Network, produced by Story94 at their amazing podcast studio in Oxford. My name is Ben Thompson, owner of OBCM. Our podcast aims to share the expertise, knowledge and experience of our members, covering those key issues impacting on businesses. Um, for this episode, I'm really pleased to be joined by three guests. We have Matt Eastland-Jones, who is the founder, director and producer at Story94. We have Ted Yates, um, estate planning consultant of Kept Assets Limited, and we have James Constable, Business Development Manager at Get Support IT Services. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the good, the bad and ugly of all things networking in Oxfordshire. So let's start by introducing our three guests. So Matt, um, introduce yourselves to the listeners. Hello. Yes, thank you, Ben. So my name is Matt Easton-Jones. I am the founder of Story94. We are a video and podcast production company based here in Oxford. And we are home to the Oxford Podcast Studio, where we are here today. Amazing. No, thanks so much. Um, Ted, as with Matt, um, introduce yourself to the listeners. Thanks, Ben. Uh, my name's Ted Yates. I'm working now with Kept Assets, and I help people save their assets during their lifetime, and on their ultimate demise, they pass them on to, through their family bloodline to their dependents. Amazing. Brilliantly. Um, and last but not least, um, James, tell the listeners all about you. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'm James Constable, um, Business Development Manager for Get Support IT Services based in Ensham. Joined the company a couple of months ago, so sort of new new to the industry, but yeah, really enjoying the challenge and, and getting used to the new role that, that I'm doing. Amazing. No, thank you. Um, so let's start um, with a big question. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you. What, what's been your experience of networking um, in Oxfordshire? And I know that you do a lot of networking around podcasts. So, so yeah, tell the listeners a little bit more about your story. Yeah, so my story when it comes to networking. So I think actually the very first networking event I went to was one for the OBCN. And I can't actually recall the date, um, but I think it was just after I set up Story94. So that's sometime late 2019. Um, and that was when I first met you and Mike and kind of everyone that is a part of that network. And I loved it. I thought it was great. One of the things I liked most about it is it's such a relaxing environment and everyone's just so friendly. There wasn't this kind of pressure, which I sometimes later found with other kind of networking groups is sometimes it can be this environment which can sometimes make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. You feel like you have to kind of give referrals, like you kind of this gamification of networking. So one of the things I love about OBCN and Independent Oxford, another one of the networking groups I'm part of, um, is that it's just such a, a friendly community and there's you know the real emphasis on the community side of things. So with me, networking is, yeah, being a part of those those groups. But then also one thing that I really enjoy doing is this kind of collaboration. That's how I kind of do the majority of my networking. And that's through things such as doing podcasts like this one with you and, and hosting it and providing it for you um, and some, some other podcasts as well. Amazing. No, really good insight. Ted, in the most complimentary way, you are one of the most well-known networkers in Oxfordshire and, and probably started networking before a lot of us were born. Um, so, Ted, tell the listeners a little bit about, I guess, your networking journey. Um, and, and I think a good secondary question is, why do you network? Well, if I start off with the last question first, because I love it. I love the feeling of camaraderie and things of that nature within networking groups. With some groups, it's a lot more than others. Mm. And it's not simply a way of going in and looking for new clients, mm. which is a mistake some people new to business um, very often get into. They think if they walk into a group of 20 or 30 
other people who are also in business. They've told it's a business networking group. So they go in armed with 20 or 30 business cards in their hand and walk up to people and say, we haven't met before, have you? Have we? This is what I do. There's my business card. Can you call me? Because I'd love to come and do business with you. And they don't last very long. But you're right, I have done a lot of networking in my time. Um, and as, as you also said, I'm quite well known for it. The one time or another, been party to the majority of networking groups in and around Oxfordshire. Some of them I've held, you know, some, I won't say management positions, but uh, as an example, I, I was a chapter director with BNI for a while. And sometimes you grow out of these things. Other times you think, well, this simply isn't for me, so you don't join mm. in the first place. But I think it's necessary to look at networking in any business situation because people buy from people, and therefore you've got to meet the people and where better than somewhere like OBCN where you do get a friendly reception, you do get people that have been around like me for many, many years and others who are reasonably new but have got different ideas perhaps from me, but they've still got ideas that they can share. Absolutely. And people sometimes say to me, oh, I can't afford the time to go networking. I'm too busy working. And I say, well, the, the crew is in the name. It is networking. So it's not just a jolly and coffee and biscuits or a pint from some network places you go <laughs> to or two, um, but it is work. No, really good insight, really in good insight. And, and actually, I think that you, you really hit the nail on the head there in terms of that whole networking. And I think the people that I think are the best networkers are those that turn the relationships they build at networking into the collaborations that Matt, Matt was talking about and, and friendships and yes. uh, because people want to do business with their friends. So, so no, that's a really, really good insight. Um, James, you're quite new to the whole world of networking, but um, you've certainly, um, to use a swimming pool analogy, jumped in at the deep end. So yeah, talk to the listeners a little bit about kind of what you've seen in the world of networking and I guess how it compared to, I guess, what you expected when, when starting that journey. Yeah, well, I think for me, it was from my background of football, like mm. something that we were, we would have end of season awards with sponsors and obviously things out and about with the football club, but you wouldn't necessarily see it as networking. So I think for me, it's something you would see and read about, but not really know mm. what to expect, what to, what, what it was going to be like. So as Ted mentioned, I think I was that, that guy walking around with my business cards and sort of trying to pass them around and trying to speak to as many people, but actually I've already sort of been doing it two and a half sort of three months now but I've realized that's not the sort of way it should be done and, and obviously from from our conversations you've been great at OBCN and, and getting me out there to to events that like say I, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to if if I hadn't spoke to you so that's made a big difference for me and, and obviously my confidence in, in getting up in front of people and talking about things that you're not always 100% sure on yourself straight away so I think that's been a, a good sort of learning curve for me but to learn sort of what that feels like and, and get more confident doing it so it's um it's been a great sort of journey so far it's only like I say a couple of months in but I've really enjoyed it. 
Brilliant. No, thank you. No, really, really good insights. Um, Matt, I just want to come back to you and, and lean on something we touched on a little bit in the intro around that kind of collaboration piece, because I think that one of the things you are very good at is collaborating um, to create those win-wins. Can you just talk to the listeners a little bit about how collaborations have come out of networking? And I guess what would be your advice to um, people maybe listening in who maybe don't collaborate as much as they'd like to through network and how, how, how you've, I guess, thought about those kind of relationships yeah definitely so for me collaborating was it was quite an obvious kind of progression of of kind of my networking the nice thing about going to events and joining networking groups is that you have this immediate pool of people who are all interested in getting to know each other building relationships and the opportunity for collaboration so i started off by going to these events and meeting people and then from that just built up these relationships so you know, to give you an example of, of collaboration, I guess, of the one that we're doing right now. So speaking to you and Mike, um, I knew that you guys have such a unique um, perspective on all these different topics. And by having the group of people a part of the OBCN, we could produce a really great podcast. Um, and so by me providing the space and the facilities and the resources for, for you to be able to create that, um, and then to, for you to be able to bring people into the studio, it is that kind of win-win. And I think if people are wanting to collaborate with other businesses, I think sometimes people think of collaboration or they kind of think of it as, what is it, is it quid pro quo? Is that when it's kind of like, I'll give you my services and you give me your services? I wouldn't really say that's a form of collaboration. It's, it's definitely a way of kind of building relationships and strengthening your, your business and, and other businesses because it is a degree of win-win. But I think collaboration is something where it's, it's not necessarily specific to the services you're selling or the product you're selling. It's just an opportunity for, for two businesses or two individuals to work on something together to create something that benefits both of them, something kind of bigger than their business. And, you know, podcasting is a, is a great way to do it. So if, you know, you have two different estate agents or you have two different people in a slightly different industry, you know, to have a, a podcast where you're co-hosting, where you're talking about topics that affect both businesses or both industries, it's just a great way of just being able to share information and build your relationships not only with each other as, as co-hosts, but if you were to bring guests onto the show, you can start building relationships with them that way. And I guess that's why I'm just such an advocate for, for podcasting. And you tell a podcaster to talk about podcasting, and honestly, I could talk forever. But there are just so many benefits that you get through podcasting and through other forms of collaboration as well. No, definitely, definitely. Couldn't agree more. And, and actually, I think that by us collaborating with you, uh, I think we're I can't count the episodes, but but we're more than a handful of episodes now. And, and it's certainly been really, really great to give members the opportunity to t share their expertise and knowledge on on the podcast. But actually, it's been really great to to, to bring them here. And it's been really great added value for, for, for our members. So it's, it's certainly um, that win-win piece is, 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 is really something that shines through. Um, Ted, I'm just going to come come across to you slightly um, on this, because I know that, um, and I hope you don't mind me sharing, that um, Richard um, and yourself came together because you met through Network. Working. Yes. Um, and I, I was really excited when I found out about it because I think it is a really, really good mix. How do you go from meeting somebody at a networking event to um, collaborating and, and being in business together? Oh, difficult. Because um, it would change in every situation. With Richard and myself, for people that don't know, I'm working with Richard, who owns or is the director of Kept Assets. Um, and I've joined him as an estate planning consultant. Um, the role I have done before, many years ago, I was in financial services for 23 years, and we recognised that we were in the same area, but he was doing things different to me, 
because uh, I was concentrated on monetary problems that people were having finance before going on to the legal aspects, which I've been doing for quite a number of years now. But he must have seen something in me um, that thought somebody that I could work with. And we chatted after meetings and things. And it was never a question that was actually raised directly. Um, and then one day he gave me a call and said, can we meet up for coffee sometime? And I said, yeah, sure. And uh, he said, do you fancy coming to work with me? Because I think we'd be a good fit. So I thought, well, of course I would have nothing better to do. <laughs> That's not true, Richard, if you're listening. <laughs> um, no, I, I jumped at it because it gave me some of the structure that I needed because people don't realise as a sole trader or as an individual business owner, very often it's a lonely business working on your own and it's good to have a sounding board it's good to have somebody that you can relate to that knows what you're doing and the problems that you might be experiencing, but also somebody to give advice, get advice from, and maybe on occasions give advice to because you're in that close relationship. Definitely. No, couldn't agree more again. Some really good points uh, made by all of you um, so far. So no, thank you for that. Um, James, I'm just going to come across to you um, and, and and go back to, to football, if that's okay. Because I know that as a fan of Oxford United, you, you always appear to be the one that was engaging with the fans and you're always willing to get involved in charity events and and, and work in that way. Um, so, so I think from an outside, it was always clear that you were going to have that career after football. But equally, I know that you've done a lot of work around talking to football clubs and talking to footballers around how can they get that support whilst playing football to be able to make that transition more quickly. What what do you think could be done in football around, or, or any career, um, around supporting people to be ready to network once they finish, be ready to, I, I guess, go from playing football to being a networker? Yeah, I think it's something we just spoke about before coming on air. It's, um, I think as a player, you're you're very much sort of wrapped up in that bubble. But mm. I say from, from my experience, I was fortunate that I didn't start at the normal sort of eight, 10 in an academy all the way through. I, I was obviously working a sort of normal-ish job before doing a bit of coaching and before signing professionally at 21. So I think I had a little bit more of an understanding of life outside of football. So I think for me coming to the end of my career, I was fully prepared for what was coming, even though it's still been a, a huge sort of shock to the system. You're very sort of fortunate in what we do as, as footballers. So to come out of that, but yeah, I think I was sort of, as best prepared as I could be for what was coming, but I feel there's a there's a there's a big gap between that and and players that that aren't prepared and that really struggle sort of coming out of their football career with little to no qualifications and not really the tools to be able to go and network. Like I say, I, most sort of football players are, are good. They used to speak in to sort of press and radio and things after games and during their careers, but it's very different to stand up and talk to twenty thirty people about say for me personally IT is is not my background it's not something I've sort of picked up too much of yet obviously it's something that's coming slowly but it's um it's a different sort of kettle of fish when you're when you're doing that I could stand up and talk in front of hundreds of people about football quite comfortably but it's it's, it's getting used to that that sort of way of of doing things and, and how different it is so there is lots to be done but I'm hoping that that with through conversations and and stuff with the PFA and and different people at, at different football clubs, we can sort of put something in place to help 
like a platform like obviously networking is is fantastic especially if it if it could be somehow utilized and and sort of put into a a, a platform for for players to be able to get together and speak to to each other and and obviously hopefully future employers as well um, having worked with um, a number of footballers in terms of making that transition from from football to to that working career, I, I certainly think that there is just such a wealth of talent there, and I think there's such a huge benefits for 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 that support network f to support footballers. But there's a huge benefit to the businesses that are hiring them. Yeah, I was just going to say exa exactly that. I think there is a lot of players with a lot of skills that from outside of football that they can obviously businesses crying out for for sort of those sort of people. And I think sometimes I think as players, you think, well, I've got no qualifications. I've got no sort of things to fall back on, but actually you've probably got a lot of different skills that, that other people aren't. You, you used to working under pressures constantly and like I say driven to, to get to the very top because it's, I think the statistics out there, only 1% of, of, of any sort of kids getting into academies or whatever go on to, to make it professional. So already you're in a, a high category of, of, sort of determination levels to reach the top anyway so they've got a lot of drive and a lot of things they can offer for businesses as well definitely definitely couldn't agree more couldn't agree more thank you um, matt i'm just going to come back across to you because i think one of the things that you do really well um is that online piece of networking so i know that um you know we all go to networking events and we meet somebody um but i think what a podcast can give you is build build that reputation online and almost when somebody does then see you at a networking event they almost know you don't they because they've they've listened to you talking on a podcast they've maybe seen you on linkedin so i guess what would be your advice to to businesses who are looking to build that brand maybe a little bit outside a networking event whether that be through podcasting or whether that be through social media or video which i which is the other part of your business yeah what, what would be kind of your 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 top tips hmm, that's an interesting question one of the things that's really quite unique and special about podcasting uh, from a b2b standpoint is if let's say a business was producing a podcast well, actually, let's, let's say my podcast, for example. So my podcast is called Out of Hours. Um, I speak to other founders, business owners about um, entrepreneurship um, and passions. And we record this Out of Hours. That's the, the fun thing about it is we usually have a drink or two um, and enjoy ourselves. And one of the really cool things that I like about it and that any other business kind of replicate this is that I get to sit down and spend an hour talking to someone about a topic that they're incredibly passionate about. And it's very rare that you get to spend that amount of time one-to-one -one with someone. And in that short space of time with a, with a conversation that's that detailed and that in-depth, you really start to build a really solid rapport. And that's great for me because for me, networking is usually not about kind of trying to succeed in business. It's more about just trying to build relationships with, with other business owners. It's more that kind of personal side. As Ted was saying, you know, prior to only a couple of weeks ago, um, I was also a, a solopreneur. It was just me and the business. I now have Nick um, as an excellent podcast producer with me. And, you know, it, it can be really lonely and you can feel quite isolated. And so networking for me has always been about creating relationships and actually, you know, just kind of building a, a network of friends more than anything else. But if, if a business were trying to replicate that for, for like a kind of B2B sense, let's say you had a business um, that did, you know, you're, you're a SaaS business, you create a, a, a digital product um, that, subscribe, that people subscribe to. Well, you could create a podcast where you then invite other 
um, founders, other creators of SaaS businesses onto your podcast as guests. And you can then sit down and spend, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes talking to them. And you're able to then build these relationships with these other founders and the other businesses that occupy a similar space to you and provide, you know, a similar type of service, but not the same service. And that then allows you to increase your audience, increase their audience. And it, that is, again, a classic kind of win-win. Another example would be, let's say you're a marketing company um, and you invited, you know, you could invite prospects that you want to work with onto your podcast as potential guests. Because you know, lots of people will try kind of cold email outreach or all that type of thing to try and get new clients. And usually they kind of, unless you're very good at it, get shut down quite quickly. But let's say if I, but the conversation is completely different. If I'm there, like I have a podcast and I would love to speak to your CEO about this topic, which I know they're interested in talking about. And suddenly I have an hour talking to the CEO of a company who I could potentially throughout the conversation and throughout, you know, the later times um, after that could build up the relationship. And then who knows, you know, one month, two months, six months on the line, they could become, you know, one of my clients. So there are unique and clever ways that you can use podcasting to not only network personally, but also to network professionally as well. Very solid answer. So Ted, just, just coming a, a, across to yourself, the product that, that you've got through networking is, is very much about a trust piece. So people trust you, don't they? They work with you because they trust Absolutely. you and they're, they're probably sharing um, the most intimate parts of, of, of their life in, in a lot of ways. So what would be your advice um, to people listening who, whether they're a long way in their networking journey or quite early on, in terms of how to build that trust through networking and, and how to, I guess, make it natural without forcing? Very good question. And I think it's an area where a lot of people fall down um, by going in as like a bull in a china shop, which I have been accused of on various occasions, not necessarily in business. But I think you've got to establish yourself as somebody that they can trust. And to do that, you've got to show that you're always going to be there you're always going to be on time you're always going to be presentable um, you're going to respect their opinions and more than anything else i think you've got to learn to shut up and listen to what they want and ask them frequently now what is it what's exactly are you trying to achieve how do you think i can help you get from here to there and what do we need to establish that? And then move on to the point of, well, I think we ought to sit down, if you're in agreement, to a formal meeting. First one would be a fact-finding exercise where you just correct the facts. Second one would be to follow up once you've prepared an initial report. And once they've received that initial report from me, they will then make decisions to go along with it and to engage the company and to pay us for our work. And it's all done at a second meeting. And then the final meeting is to sign everything off and collect the money and carry on writing to them, saying, don't forget, if ever we can be of further assistance, call me. Perfect. No, no, really good insight there. Really good insight there. Um. So, so James, um, I'm just going to come come across to you. We, we we are coming to to, to the end of, of of this podcast, but I just think a really really good way to end um, would be to 
lean on on really the fact that you have been properly networking for for for, for two or three months, and you've gone into um, an industry which you're doing amazingly well at. Um, J- James and Rohan don't stop singing your praises, but 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 nevertheless, it, it's a new industry. What I see in networking is I think a lot of people are are quite fearful of taking that first leap, or uh, with my recruitment hat, I'm quite fearful of of completely changing changing careers. So, what would be what would be your advice, or indeed um, reassurance, if it is reassurance, um, for, for for business people that are listening that might not have been to a networking event before, or might not have taken that step? What would be um, yeah? What would be your your perspective? Yeah, I get like you say, it's 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 new, it's new, and it's obviously because of my background, you're it's no different to when you sign for a different team or you meet new new players at the start of each season you're you're thrust into that sort of environment you you're out of your comfort zone and again for me this was a, a huge step out of my comfort zone but I, I i'm i'm a sort of true believer that's the only way you're ever going to sort of find anything is if if you put yourself in those positions otherwise you just go along and and you never sort of step out of that comfort zone so um, for me, it was, it was something I'm, I'm really sort of glad I did do. But for, for anybody that was looking to get into it, it, it makes a huge difference as well because of not having the, the sort of tools in IT enough to know I, I can stand up and I can talk about what we do as a company and what we offer. But the, the, the sort of people that are going to get in contact with me and, and pass me the, the sort of recommendations of people that they know. So you're opening up a, a, a completely different, group of people that you wouldn't normally get to speak to us again from, from my background at sort of starting on LinkedIn it was it was football clubs managers players sort of sports industry people not business people not people that would require our IT services so for me it's been it's been growing that side but it, it takes time so obviously because of my background of, of playing at Oxford I think that I, I know a lot of people in Oxfordshire but hopefully making more connections will then bring more leads and, and obviously they'll sort of be talking and they'll be like, oh, we need IT. And then someone will know that, that that's what I do now. So it's it's that really, it's, it's, a, it's a slow process, but like I say, something I've enjoyed and, and would highly recommend to anyone that, that like say works or, or wants to sort of grow that that reputation and grow what they do as a business. Certainly from my point of view, um, knowing, knowing the three of you, um, if somebody is listening and, and would like to, to build on any of these points, I'd, I'd really recommend re- reaching out to the three of you because certainly you're, you're, you're also giving with your time. But that does bring this episode to an end. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast of the Oxford Business Community Network. Um, thank you to our members on this podcast. And we've had Matt Eastland-Jones, founder, director and producer at Story94. We've had Ted Yates, estate planning consultant that kept assets. And we've had James Constable, business development manager at get support IT services thank you again um, a double thank you to Story94 for producing the podcast um, at their podcast studio in Oxford if you've not been to a podcast studio before I definitely um, recommend getting in touch with Matt and come and have a look it's a really really cool space as always please do subscribe to the podcast um, and we look forward to sharing more information and more insight into general business with you very very soon thank you so much thank you Ben thank you Ben thanks Ben